It's not a competition, but then again, everything is. Like trying to have a conversation, and afterwards asking who wins. Every person that you talk to is the co-host of that moment in your life. Might be one podcast too many, but we're only one small slice of the pie. It's the cultural content consumption appraisal. You did it. You're here. Everything's lagging. (laughs) Your friend is blurry on your screen. The internet is falling apart around you. You wonder, can I last 30 seconds without a distraction? Or if this lasts for more than 30 seconds, will society fall apart as we know it? I need my internet, Christopher. I need my internet. And we need it for this podcast. My my, my favourite thing is the fact that when I said is it you or me? You laughed because you thought, of course it's not you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's no there's no personal judgment when it comes to the quality of our internet, but my internet did wake me up this morning by telling me, your internet is running slow. And I'm thinking, but you're the internet. Why are you, why are you telling me? I'm not. Anyway, I feel like this could be quite an interesting stop podcast today with a different... Levels of awakeness, exactly. What do you reckon? Like nice chill afternoons? What what's what I do you think, think would be? Lunchtime was good. We we're full of beans at lunchtime. We should do lunchtime again. <laughs> I mean, literally full of beans. I like that. That's good. Um yep. I just feel like it can be a bit of a, a rush and you're trying to eat your your beans, apparently. But okay, listen, <laughs> we'll we'll check that that can be a separate unrecorded meeting. Um but listen, you, here you are, okay, mm-hmm. and you did it and you're here and all of that stuff. Um, we're reviewing stuff today this is a review podcast but don't let me just hijack this with my own little introduction what what do you think i am a a host of a podcast telling you what it's about no 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 this is just an absolute free-for-all where i put a 30 second timer on the clock and my friend christopher anusis will tell you what it's all about starting in three a two a one a go so it's like Sunday and you're watching all the shows on your TV at home and you remember that you have a podcast where you have to review stuff because your friend said, please, can you watch this thing or listen to this thing? And you're like, oh, crap, when are we going to do that next week? Because my week's really busy. So you sort of message him and say, should we just do it tomorrow morning on a Monday morning? Why else would you not do it on a Monday morning? And he goes, yeah, let's go for it. Actually, no, his exact words were, let's fucking go. And I'm like, that's a little bit eager for a Monday morning. But hey, let's give it a go. <laughs> Nice. Yes. Nice. Good timing. Accurate. <laughs> these are getting more. These are getting more just accurate. I don't know if we need it to be so emotionally accurate, but hey ho, good stuff. Just press. Just checking. I'm actually recording this, Christopher. I am. Everything's fine. Listen, we're doing great. Just move your <laughs> face on my computer. Okay. Well, um, let's do a really quick odds and end segment. What, what happened to this weekend? What, what, what? No. <laughs> neither me okay the week that was in culture (laughs) cultural things cultural weeks seven days of nothing but culture and takes and things and news um what you got christopher anything anything you watched anything you enjoyed anything Uh, you thought about that you thought was worth sharing i finished the season two of white (gasps) lotus 
So now I'm nice. all white, white lotus out. I've got nothing else to watch. Okay. And actually did that thing I where mean, you're like, what do we do now? <laughs> flagrant lies. Christopher Anus mm. is having nothing else to watch, but I'm glad that you enjoyed a moment of being a bit done with something. Um, mm. I don't know how to touch this one because usually we're all like spoiling it right up. But I actually want to watch this show. So without spoiling it right up, um, I guess mm. maybe for the, the listener to not know, but for me to just see, could you give me mm. a thumbs up level indication of how much you enjoyed? And then they can gauge it based on my reaction. Enjoyed what? Sorry. The White Lotus season two. <laughs> no, you, you, you froze <laughs> and I wasn't sure <laughs> what you were talking about. <laughs> Please. This is going to be a great part. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. No, you need to give me a thumbs up indication without the listener knowing. Oh, yep, he just... <laughs> I'm not even going to front. He just did two, two big thumbs ups. I thought we were going to do a much slower, more deliberate little dance there. But no, he, he very much enjoyed. He very much well, enjoyed. I don't, two I don't big know why we're doing visual cues for an audio podcast. I thought it sure. would be amusing and it amused me. So mission accomplished. Um, oh dear. The, my, my week in culture was... Uh, very fun because of one movie, Babylon. I could go on a 20-minute uh, run about this film, Babylon. Everyone watch Babylon. Have you not watched Babylon yet? I know it's three no, hours I've and heard, ten minutes. I've, I've heard hot takes on Babylon. Yeah, well, everyone with their hot takes can stick them up their wazoo and watch Babylon again. If your take was hot, <laughs> that's fine. Because do you know what else was hot? Babylon. Babylon is so good, and it is so intense, and it is so a lot. And I saw it on a Friday night, nice and late, when I had work in the morning. And I was like, I would do anything not to be in the cinema right now. I am just so tired, which is not a thought I usually have. And then 10 minutes later, after it started, I was like, I'll quit my job to finish this film. Anything. This is the best. It was so fun. I just, I can't, I'm just, I'm just, I was very, um, it's one of those funny ones where like, you can like put all your marbles on the, oh, this is the film I'm really looking forward to coming out. This one, this one. And then you watch it and you're like, yeah, it was really good. But like, it's something so nice and satisfying about like, this is a film I wanted to tick off the list and see, sure. But then the way it grabbed you. And I think we've talked about this on the pod before. There was something to the fact that I had a general idea of the film, but like, I really hadn't delved into the takes. Which is interesting for our podcast because we do have the takes and we do spoiler it right up. <laughs> but I guess it's more of a review show where you join us after you've also enjoyed things and can watch and consume along. Any Anyway, um, have I mentioned Babylon is a great film. I feel like it's not really out that much longer. And like, mm. I know I talk about this all the time and we'll be talking about it a bit later on again with our review section. But please catch it in the cinema if possible. I, I can't put my finger on it with only a, a few minutes to ramble without absolutely derailing the show. Because guess what, Christopher? We're doing it today. We're doing it within an hour, this podcast today. So we, no odds and ends. Bit, bit of other, other oh, news just, and notes Just, and just on your, your, your cinema take, I watched a mm. YouTube. So one of the things that, that I think we all consume on a regular are just YouTube videos because you get stuck in the spiral oh. of all those things. Um, and I saw a, a cute yes. interview with... Um, to use the word cute before this is going to be quite weird but a cute interview mm-hmm. with uh tom cruise on jimmy kimmel um and he was okay, just talking along about, with that he was just talking about how he makes movies loving the, the movies and yeah. mm, oh the big screen go on tom yeah on. and he's just saying he's crazy he does, yeah he does all these crazy stunts and things because he just wants to entertain people and it made me think yeah i still haven't seen any top guns <laughs> neither have i <gasps> oh yeah. that could be a big one for the for the pods okay yeah. neither have i i mean he's a crazy scientologist weirdo who i can't help but 
judge a bit because there's a lot going on there and I feel like I'm not alone here, but I like his cinema takes. He's a big cinema lover. I love that about him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, There's just also a lot there, as there is with everyone. So let's actually not judge Jeffrey because judge not lest ye be judged, Christopher. And mm-hmm. um, with that said, let's start judging some art, yeah? How did you find uh, Arctic Monkeys? What you're saying? Let's oh, wow, let let's let's hear. <laughs> yeah, listen. I feel I feel like this is uh, this is nice and succinct. I've almost it's almost an experiment today. And how on topic can we stay with with lagging internet that we're holding onto with our with our fingertips? Can we stay on point and on task Although, what, and just get to reviews? The lagging internet is how succinct and on point you're being. Meaning that I'm <laughs> normally I'm used to you rambling and knowing that when it lags, that you'll still be talking when it comes back. But <laughs> keep throwing it to you, and you're like, I'm not sure what you said. <laughs> oh dear, have I oh, have dear. I forgotten segments again? I don't know. I'm looking at no, I can't have a review show. Review the thing, Chris. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> um, so you asked me to go back in time to 2006 and review oh. the album by the Arctic Monkeys called Whatever People Say I Am, That Is What I'm Not. And one day mm. you're going to give me an album to review that only has three words in the title that I can get through <laughs> without fumbling. Um, That's a good point. So I'm, I'm not going to come on here and mm. say, you know, that album that everybody loved that changed the industry. It's not that great because yeah. that's not what I'm going okay. to do because that, that wouldn't no. make any sense whatsoever. I feel um, like you're not going to do the opposite, though. <laughs> no. So um, I like providing context of when I listen to things. So yes. I drove down to Southampton to see my parents yesterday. I listened to it on the way down. Aww. And then being a Jeff, I listened to it again on the way back because you need to listen to it album at least two times. There you go. But obviously doing, that, obviously doing that, I mm. don't necessarily pick up all the song titles that I'm listening to. And it's quite difficult to remember and you know that i like to get stressed when i'm listening to music um, yes but i was comforted by the album mm. starting with a view from the afternoon because actually yes even though i'm not a big um arctic monkeys guy that video mm. and i remember watching it um drummer on the roof i think or something like that yeah mm. i remember that being mm. a big song that i liked from that album way back when it came oh, out Ah, there you go um and then it goes straight into Bet you look good on the dance floor and all that sort of stuff. Mm. But then I was like, ooh, song three. Don't know this one. Mm. I'm in an uncomfortable mm. place. And I actually kind of liked mm. it. Fake Tales of mm. San Francisco, I think it was called. Yes. I was like, yes. this is a vibe. This is a thing. This isn't just trashy, mm. trashy, drummy, drummy, jengy, jengy, which is what <laughs> a lot of the classic <laughs> Arctic Monkey songs are. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I actually did enjoy the album. Um, I had a good, had a good time with it. There were a lot of stuff a on there. there. was there was sometimes it was a bit Smithsy, which I didn't like because I'm not a big wow Morrissey Inter- guy. Hold on, yeah, very interesting. But do do stay there with me for just a moment. How because I've had Smiths phases, but I don't. As with nearly fucking everything on this podcast, I don't consider myself an absolute expert, right? So what mm. exa- what do you th- what what do we think you're referring to there? The Smithsy part. Um, Give me some more words like the Zhangy Zhangy. I like that. <laughs> I Thank genuinely you, do like that. It's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's probably a bit of the cleaner guitars and probably a ah, bit okay. of the In terms of sound, melody, yeah, yeah. vibe mm, of it. Mm. But then equally, there were many Oasis-y stuff about it. There's a lot of Beatles-y stuff yeah. about it. 
So there's yes. a lot of that. Then also, I actually, in my head at one point on the drive, was comparing it to Metallica because mm. it was very riffy. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> Which, yes. Oh, I'm glad you heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so there was a lot to like about it. And actually, even though came out gangbusters, big hits and all that sort mm. of stuff, you could see that mm. they're also trying to find what they want to do and what they mm. can do because they could do I Bet You Look Good on the Dance Floor. But then my favourite song of the album, which, and that's not just because it had like little guitar melody vibes that from your repertoire, <laughs> was um, mm. A Certain Romance, um, which I think actually when that when that ended the album, I was like, okay, I get it. This is what, that, that was probably the best song of the album for me. Be honest, hey. which was, and also like, I feel like mm. I know Mardi Bum, but I felt yes. like I didn't oh, I, know Mardi Bum. I was, I, li- like it, I was I literally been around forever, and I just yes, yes, I recognized it without recognizing it. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was listening to the album too to for for today, and I was like, in the great unknown that was the middle bit of the album, I was like, oh, Mardi Bum, I bet will ring a familiar chord with him, and I'm not sure why either. Like, it wasn't one of the bigger. I bet you look good on the dance floor singles, but I think it just became almost like the popular singer longy favorite. Um, just yeah. so the listener knows, because sometimes I, I, I forget the way audio only. Um, I celebrated just there. Like I had scored the winning goal when he said a certain romance because um, yeah, makes me, makes me very happy. Now with all this said, I mean, I have, mm. I have, I have quite, I've, I'm very glad to get the, the Smiths thing cleared up. I love that you're hearing so many different things. Cause when I was listening, there was a lot of like, Okay, yeah, fast out the gate. They did. They're looking for their sound, but they also found something pretty distinct. And as I was, I was listening for it while on a run, and I've listened to it a couple of times um, over the last mm. year for some reason. I find it a really good energy up running album. And uh, yeah. I was actually thinking, oh, I should have told Chris at least on listen one or listen two because I knew you'd listen to it twice. Bless your heart. I was like, I should have told him because I'm always intending to do this and never doing it, and it, it can be good sometimes. It feels a bit too much like homework, but that is kind of what we're doing on this show. I was going to tell him, open up a page to like look at the lyrics as you're going because this young mm. guy spitting hot fire telling these stories, yeah, he ends up on subsequent albums um, getting better and better and more sophisticated or whatnot. But like, there is something about like he almost has to the untrained ear quite like annoying nasal tone but it's quite with the music he makes it's just quite musical and amazing and oh, even i was listening to fake you, tales of san francisco and it just seemed like a very good sort of mm. you know everyone's sort of faking it in the music industry and everyone's a everyone's a bit of a, a player and a, a foe like oh i'm from the cool scene and actually you're all just you know um kissing ass and not actually uh, being your authentic selves and it was just like one of the better like i feel like every band has a version of that kind of song and it's just one of the better ones and yeah yes uh, anyway uh yeah just very much uh, you have no idea the by the way how um like after mm. last week i was so tempted to start this review but going i just didn't get on with his <laughs> voice <laughs> i can imagine i can imagine i was literally thinking all week oh that was my one odds and end for the for the week i actually made a note of this what a hater listen i'm here to like be <laughs> as authentic as possible but the one thing that yeah. i couldn't get out of my brain was like why was i attacking a song title that's just someone who woke up on the wrong side of the bed who's like literally <laughs> having a go at a song title like fair enough if you didn't get on with a voice or connect with an album but a song title i'm I, I i i went too far um but yeah that's that's uh interesting um yeah and the one other thing is for me, this album is almost a jump. It's like a, a trampoline from the beginning to the end in terms of over the years, for whatever reason, um, the opening, the view from the afternoon, same as with you, and the closing, a certain off- romance, have just been played so much. A certain romance I listen to a couple of times a month 
without fail, mm. usually on runs. Something about that song just absolutely floors and kills me and has kept me hooked into this album for many years. It reminds me a bit of Red Light, which is the final out, uh, song on the Strokes album, First Impressions of Earth. Mm. And it's just something really, like everything good about that album does get like sort of summarized. It's got these beautiful guitar melodies. It gets super loud and rocking. Mm. It's like very nostalgic and about being with your mates and going it's, out. It's, and... The, it's the little... um. Um, chord change and melody change at the mm. end of one of the phrases that gets me every time, yeah. which is basically it, it. It's meant to make you feel uncomfortable, but it makes me feel comfortable because it's a very mm. Beatlesy and I hate to say it, Oasisy chord progression mm. and melody change. I can't remember exactly mm. what it is, but it might mm. be sticking in your head what I'm trying to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. It, and it just and it just it, it gives you that like sort of slight shivers up the spine feeling and it's yeah. just very you know what it is it's a funny word for them but the way that we're talking about them especially with that song title it shouldn't be too surprising i find that song and the whole album really quite romantic i find it very mm. romantic the way that they see um just sort of like, like city life or like suburban life or just working class life yeah. being with your mates and not Ro- having much to do and yet seeing, everything seeing your girlfriend's frown looking like the barrel of down the barrel of a gun yeah definitely <laughs> yeah and you've got and you've got the face on and yeah i think there's a lot of yeah. you know there's a few bits of like being a bit of a young man who's trying to stick up for himself in the world um perhaps mm. vampires is a bit strong but that got me a lot more than i thought it would when i was re-listening i hadn't listened to that song for a while because you know it has that big bit where it's like building 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 and then it just cuts out and he's just like oh you people are vampires and just there's a few <laughs> cool things he does with his voice where like um, when he gets really hyped up, I think, you know, um, I have this one that would tick with, with music where when you can really hear a singer, like get lost in the song and he makes just a few random, like noises to like indicate how into it he is. Alex Turner has a few underrated versions of, of those. Um, so really listen, I'm glad yeah, no, uh, you just, enjoyed just, you, you, you said it before I did, but, um, mm. yes, I, I, I didn't on my initial review just then before you started mm. talking, um, mm. Yeah, the lyrics, they're, they're difficult to keep up with, but you can definitely tell mm. that there's there's a talent there that's right. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, to, to, so I um, I still feel like they just, op- it opens so strong and it closes so strong that for me, um, especially compared to later albums or whatever, like it does, it does get a bit lost in the middle, not even lost. It just can't maintain the fucking... The opening and closing track are just so fucking good. But besides that, a lot of it, it's it's whimsical, it's fun, mm. dancey. I liked all your different references because it sounds so varied. Um, and yeah, for, for me, out of a lot of 2006 stuff, sure, it sounds a bit dated, as anything should, but not nearly as dated as some of the other stuff that came out. Because basically, at the end of last week's show, as we were mm. hanging up, you were like, oh, like I was actually like low-key interested in one of the newer albums. I've heard so many good reviews of and then a, a, a mutual friend oh, of ours is a big Arctic Monkeys fan <laughs> what do you mean I've, I've heard people not getting along with their latest album oh slating the new oh yeah, okay yeah, yeah. fair okay so that was what made it interesting oh interesting um interesting interesting uh but then a mutual friend of ours is an Arctic Monkeys fan was like hey I actually I actually thought um uh, Christopher would like the the new album and I was like yes but I'm, I'm choosing this one for the context of like from being into music in those years where we were friends and probably missed out a bit on becoming fans of this band, he'll know some of the the singles. And I'm just, I was interested to get you started from the start. Um, with that said, in terms of feeling any affinity 
for the band and having this this gig one day that I'm going to drag you to and get you to pay me lots of money for the ticket for. Um, I oh, did send I you one really song at one point. You. Oh, yeah, that does sound really kind of me. One song was sent to you at some point. Do you remember why? What 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 became of that song? I feel like I sent you a song and be like, just listen to this one. What 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 happened there? Do you remember? I probably didn't listen to it. Oh bless you! <laughs> that was the long and short of the story. I wasn't trying to. I wasn't trying to get you anything. I think you were just busy. Or oh, do you know what? Maybe. And I'm. I'm not trying to get you. I'm not doing a thing. I'm like trying to remember. Maybe you actually listened to it. And as our mutual friend pointed out, the new album works a lot better as like a whole as opposed to single mm. songs. I think you were just like, yeah, I did listen a bit, and it just didn't sort of grab me. To be fair, I think it might have been one of those. Anyway, you listened to the whole album this time. You gave it two proper full spins. I'm really happy about that. Um, and uh, this was, uh, it was a, a nice review, and I'm glad it wasn't just a revenge for Edward Sharp, who can name any song, anything he likes, bless him. Um, uh, and yeah, I'm really glad that of all the... This one pattern keeps repeating. Life is hard for me, a certain romance for you, and just we do end up uh, very accidentally and without planning vibing on each other's favourite songs. So... I, of of these albums, so I have some guesses for you, my friend. I think you were a nice, mm-hmm. solid two to begin with. You're like, ah, oh, fine. Because if you look at only our predictions for anticipation, I think we never. I think our high bar is three ever. I, I think we're never like, yes, mate. It's always begrudging. <laughs> should, okay. The word begrudging should somehow fit into our into our song title. I mean, you can say okay like that. It's certainly not more than a three. Don't even act no, like it's more than two that. first. <laughs> I did say two first. Ah, oh, you get me. Okay, so I'm one off to start. Brilliant. So, but I, I was happy with, with guessing two. And then I would say for enjoyment, you might have just about crept onto a little four. And then I thought in retrospect, you'd just like calm down a bit and be like, listen, all right, it was good, but like, that's all. So I'm saying two, four, three interesting oh okay uh three four four ah hold on let me just for the list at home i'm two four three say again three four four from me three four four oh wow yeah, I, I, I was actually looking forward to listening to music it's a new thing now oh, for me cool. like, <laughs> hey, that's um, really cool and, and I, I did enjoy it um mm. banging my hands on the wheel of the car while oh nice having some fun and yeah. then in retrospect i was yeah. like actually it's a good album. There's some good stuff on there, and I'll probably go back and listen to it. Oh, that's really cool. But, and now, similar to T, just last question on that to put a bow hmm. on it. Similar to like, am I gonna watch Shrinking? I haven't yet, but still intend to. Things like that. Would you listen to? What would your preference be? This is just almost like a falling in love or just having a new musical uh, uh, thing that you like. Would you next move be a new album or next move be listen to this one again? So, it was a long journey yesterday, Jeff. Oh, don't even. And and so I did some extracurricular activities. Favourite worst nightmare? What are we talking about? I listened to The Car. <laughs> oh, the new album. Oh, mate. Yeah. Is this even allowed? Get the podcast police. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> and I tell no, you do what, go on. That's awesome. Tell what me what. great fucking fun that was. That was brilliant. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> now I'm understanding even more the blank face you made when I was talking about the new album. Like, you were like, Jeff, I have a thing on this. Can you not ruin it? Oh, that's awesome, dude. Because sometimes I, I, I genuinely the, I listened think... to it once through and it, it felt sure. like I was in the middle of an opera and I didn't <gasps> know what was going yeah. on. And it was great. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, hold on. Was I supposed to watch the sequel to my film? This isn't fair. This is great. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, I love that. 
because sometimes I think, um, you know, obviously it just depends on where you're at and the time you have and how you're feeling or whatever. But sometimes yeah. jumping from the, the absolute first thing to the newest thing is such an interesting little jump. And sometimes it's like you want to work through it all or whatever. I yeah. love that you jumped from first to newest. Okay. Did it feel like a bit of a head fuck? Yeah. But that was a good yeah. thing. Like, they're not <laughs> nice, going to be talking nice. about Reebok classics and women's faces anymore, are they? And if they still were, I'd be worried. Instead, yeah, they've yeah, just, yeah. They've, whatever journey they've gone on, which I've just jumped straight mm. through and read the last page of the book. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's so it, cool. It, it, was, it was good fun. Oh, I, I enjoyed we're it. We're going to the gig that together. That I was that talking is to fun. someone yesterday. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. I was talking to someone on Saturday, I think. It was like, oh, get the day terrible. Right. Just can't get on with it. It's terrible. <gasps> and they're just smashing their hands okay. on pianos and making noises. And I was like, this sounds oh, like something nice. I'd like. <laughs> Can we? Yeah. Can you name and shame after the pod? I need to know. No. Okay, great. Okay. Um, <laughs> very interesting, though. Um, cool. I like and that. How his voice has changed in, I don't know, 15 years or whatever it's been. Yeah, like, yeah, probably yeah. more than that. Yeah. Mm. Quite fun. Yeah, it's that's awesome okay and then i'm thinking um, right so if i'm stood in the middle of the emirates pitch and he's going from exactly right. in the afternoon to like crazy yeah. track, what the hell's happening yeah. at this gig <laughs> yeah i mean it is on on that level not to do a review of the car or anything but it is like i do wonder how that music works in an arena what you do is stadium. you come out you play the album start to finish and just walk off and then half the yeah. half the crowd are going to be so pissed off at you and the other yeah. half of the crowd are going to be like, that was great. <laughs> Do you know what? Every now and again, I have seen gigs like this. Every now and again, if you did that, because I feel like it's only a 40-minute album, and mm. you just told them up front, we're playing the new album full, and then the crowd knew for a fact that then afterwards they'd get all the hits they came for, I think they'd even mm. enjoy the full album more. Sometimes it's a very hard uh, needle to thread sometimes for older bands to to play the new songs but it is a really funny one i don't feel like they're quite on the radiohead level of all the you know true fans are like super super into the the new shit and the more experimental shit i think some of the their biggest fans are still like yeah but you know the other albums the am and the uh the first album etc i'm still kind of here for that i I don't know i'm just i'm judging an entire fan base as we speak this is fantastic but you know what i mean if i don't know if a stadium show i do wonder but anyway um i look forward to seeing you at the gig and that was a fantastic <laughs> review. Um, Thank you for my present. Now, I was two points off. I was two points off. That's 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 not good for me. Usually, I'm a I'm a bullseye kind of guy. So let's see how you do. Maybe you'll make me feel a bit better about it. Um, are you ready for my review? So, Jeff. Yes. You <laughs> went into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And <laughs> he did kicking in, and screaming. And in and in there, you found Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy did i and and his and his little walkman <laughs> yeah yeah how how did you find it well i did i did you know many things i could say here i feel like i was watching it i was like is this just another very elaborate parks and recreation episode because he's literally playing the same character and he might be bless him one of those cool you know carry grant ryan reynolds the actors who can only play himself so fair enough went along with it it's very hard not for me to relate to like okay so you're a bit of a mama's boy and okay so you're very into your music it's like okay he wins me over pretty quickly gosh darn it can't really help myself and i had a i had a good time i did i did i do i do find this is more of a personal reflection than anything on the film i do find that like I have almost lost the habit and ability to watch 
movies at home it took such a like force mm. of my muscles to stay still and to watch the thing and to not look at my phone i think at one point um the boxing was on and i did sort of check the scores and then i looked up and just 30 seconds had passed and i was like even in that tiny tiny exchange that i feel like if i did at the cinema sort of like you know very very quickly just like oh an emergency text or something there's still like the whole movie just invading mm. the atmosphere right whereas here it's like i now just have rendered my tiny little screen just like part of this bedroom of just things i'm not paying attention to so like i did like have to like correct myself and be like no come on you're you're, you're paying attention i have one right out the gate let me just say like i enjoyed but it didn't become my best friend ever this film but i enjoyed but let me just get one little like take out there as to why listen glenn close had no idea what she was fucking saying in that film not to be cynical but like the zendar nova core and i'm like glenn close don't don't be you don't know what's going on (laughs) sorry to be cynical Glenn Close is Glenn Close. She's, um, you know, the lady from 101 Dalmatians. She's in this... Ah, dude, yes. you might have forgotten. She's in this film. There's an amazing cast list, to be fair. John C. Riley for me, makes the film. Um, mm. He puts a bow on it at the end with the final scene where they just have some really good comedy. Benicio Del Toro is a bit amazing. Listen, let me cut to the chase and not just talk about little details. The yeah. chase is, this is a movie about friendship. And for that, I really enjoyed it. Now, it is funny that... I, and I have a question for you to get to this part of my review. Um, yeah. We had like bits of uh, fantasy and story and I'm like, oh, I'm a bit like not sure about what these infinity stones are and like mm. what Thanos and Ronan and all this stuff. But like at the end of the day, there'd be like some sort of action set piece and it would remind me of like, oh, when I used to watch Buffy or something like that, there's a bit of action adventure and then we all settle down and we've all gone through an experience and we're all mates now and we got funny banter and some of the banter is so good. Um, uh <laughs> really really it did get me uh batista with his comic timing was actually like really really good stuff um there's this bit where they're all standing in a circle and they're all like we're really gonna do this together and then yeah. uh you know the guy who helped me out with the guy not Groot, but the little guy rocket rocket he's like and here we are just a, now i'm standing up guys great we're just a bunch of jackasses standing up in a circle like it popped me i laughed <laughs> good stuff but i did wonder like maybe Maybe it's age. Maybe it's just me. It can't be age because I see people my age around me still loving this stuff. But it is something where I was like, am I broken now? Am I am I actually a bit old man broken that some of the action scenes I would just like my attention would wander. Whereas when I was a kid, I'd be like, on the edge of my seat, are they going to survive? And I don't know why. And then it would get to a more human interaction scene. I'd be like, oh, this is so nice. And it's not like I'm out here hating on imaginative worlds and cool stuff. Mm. But I I think it might have been more of a watching at home thing, to be honest. Um, Sometimes in the cinema, I'll still go for that. And to be fair, this is my first re-entry into the cinematic universe after a lot of controversy. So maybe it was also... Mm a bit of a resistance to it that I've just built up over the years, talking myself into being a bit of an anti-Marvel guy, but it did win me over. And especially I've got to give it this. I'm a bit like, Oh, it won me over. Uh, not, you know, super into this bit, lost me, but oh, it won me over. So there's a lot of that. And then right at the end, it culminates and it's a weird comparison, but maybe people more familiar with the universe are already fully on top of this, which I'm sure they are. Mm. But it was very Star Warsy to me. It's like this band of misfits, a bit of mm. episode four, the very first one, where it's like, we did the thing, guys. We're now a bit of a crew. We didn't start as a crew. Now we're a crew. Mr. Yeah. Man has actually finally read the letter from his mum, and he tears up, and Chris Pratt 
actually did some acting for a few seconds and it was good stuff and I felt a thing. I felt something. And Zoe Saldana is very pretty and Batista's funny and Rocket and Groot are cool and the fact that he was a tree and now he's regrowing as a little tree. Listen, there was lots of good stuff. And it just, at the end, whatever whatever the director was doing... You might have just had doing, a lightsaber torch moment just then, but carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, thank you. Help me out with that later. But um, yeah he uh he put he put such a bow on it that like i felt like oh there's a very important thing in a movie which is like it's almost like a, a good lesson for human experience or going on a date or having a day out whatever it is where it's like of course it's going to be rocky nothing's perfect but put a nice bow on it you're going to have good memories and he put such a nice bow on it james gunn it was a really great ending i did feel like um it really won me over with that so what was my what was my lightsaber torch bow but no it's a tree thing he's, he's not a tree you said he's regrowing as a Ah, uh, it's a tr- it's a tree. Well, it's I don't actually I don't really know. It, I'm it's actually, I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know. Like calling you out, but I just like we've, yeah. we've now pronouns for Groot, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, but I'm pretty sure. I, um, I'm like, it's is Baby Groot his son? But then there was no one else involved. Oh, in oh, the right. See, oh, yeah. Me. Okay, so I, I totally see what you mean now. Yeah, I yeah. literally thought it was him regrowing, but it's more of a offshoot baby version listen this is all good yeah. stuff that we're clearly experts <laughs> about but basically if you're no, just, just let us know in the in, comments guys <laughs> yeah 100 give us a voice note if uh, your intention was to like make me i think the amount of shit i've given the mcu just <laughs> mainly in our chats not exactly putting this out into the world but like a few chats with people i just always give it a bit of shit this movie was more the gentle pushback of just like just enjoy a film and i did enjoy it so if that was your intention it worked here's one one sad reflection though it was a bit like i always thought that like i was a bit late to 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 get like fully caught up on this like you said oh i got there just in time right and you watched Mm. all of it and you got all caught up but then watching this film because this is i think 2014 And I remember my cousin saying, the soundtrack is so good. And this was like people's favorite. It was almost like the cult favorite one of all these more bigger blockbusters, right? And there was something about watching this one where I was like, oh, so like, it's not even like now if I just devote a few weeks to watching all of them, I'm caught up. I actually missed the moment. There was a moment that Marvel, whatever phase that was or whatever, ruled the world and the culture. And, you know, hey props to me in a way because sometimes you've got to stand your ground you can't be getting into everything all the time right but in my 20s when the mcu was everything i kind of missed it and now if i go back like it's dated it sort of it made me and and not just in a bad way but it is funny how i fully just missed the moment now and there's no like watching it now that will catch me up when it did entrance the world and conquer the box office and kind of change cinema I kind of wasn't there for it. And that was a bit of an interesting reflection I had. Oh, and one final one would be about just the humor. So it was very Ryan Reynolds, Paul Rudd, that sort of thing. And a big, you know, whack job. I I like this line. Um, I always keep my promises when they're to muscle bound whack jobs who will kill me if I don't. Like Chris Pratt had all the lines. Um, (laughs) Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are too fast. I would catch it. Batista's whole thing being super literal was also like some of it was so great. But I did wonder like the same as like, I don't know if you had a similar experience, but like when we were growing up, some of the classics like um, Groundhog Day or Ghostbusters or things like that, like the comedy does age. It's even like Mm. the first season of Saturday Night Live. And I was thinking, I wonder if in 20, 30 years, the humor is going to play in a different way. Because right now it still feels very, that feels very current still, that kind of humor. Yeah. I was just wondering, I wonder in a few decades. But overall, just, very much had a good time, quickly, actually. Yes. It, it, it's not too late to catch up. 
<laughs> it would just no, but take you, know you a I long mean? time. I, I miss... <laughs> so that's a, ve- a very good point. That's a very good point. If I'm sometimes I can just be like I want to be caught up in the sense of I've watched all the things I can now have the conversations. I more meant the thing that occurred to me is even if I did do that, the which moment, would accomplish yeah. something. Yeah, the moment. It's a very like it's I don't know why, but you bringing it up has reminded me like Oasis in nineteen ninety seven were literally the biggest band in the world. You can get into them all you like now, but it's not quite part of. There is something where yeah. you do feel like this momentum, right? And I think sometimes you definitely have to agree with me on this one um there is something about like that almost making it harder sometimes to be a fan because you're like oh everyone's already a fan of that right yeah. i think um we, we relate to that too the coldplay thing yeah i didn't want to yeah. name and shame but yeah the coldplay thing um but no listen overall but, but um i'm just just thinking again they mm. uh, there there definitely was a moment and it was definitely around infinity war and endgame where I think mm. I don't think I've ever been in a cinema as cramped as I was sort of yeah. when I went to go watch yeah, literally. sort of thing. Like and everyone was walking in and walking out and not wanting to hear spoilers and all that right. sort of thing. You're like you're right. worried about that you're gonna go into the cinema as another lot are coming out at, mm. like, and you're gonna hear something and you're like la, 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 la. you don't wanna know. So that yeah, there is a lot of that. And and yeah, that I'm even... sort of carried on a bit the last year or so, but I think everyone is very fatigued with it all. Mm. Is what is the like like I said, I mentioned Ant Man came out the other weekend, and I still yep. haven't seen it. But I'm not like, <gasps> oh no, as I was. Right. Whereas think... back in the day, you were, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's kind mm. of interesting. I mean, it's a, it's it's not the best comparison, but I do remember like by the time Return of the King came out for Lord of the Rings and going to see it with my mates and just like the packed Jeez cinema, and just the sense God. of. What a, what a slog that was no listen listen we can, uh, be, be careful young man you know how this show works that could end up being your pick if you're too much of a hater i quit but, um... <laughs> i give you the win but i like that's the last i feel like um just in the sense of we've already put the time in for these other films we're here for a payoff we deserve it mm. and we're here in these droves or whatever even i was literally even thinking of this during babylon actually because like it was a half to two-thirds full cinema and i was like oh that's that makes a nice change for me because i so often am going to films where no one else is kind of in there so that is one thing especially at its peak that i never really experienced i suppose overall i went to see the first ant-man and maybe one other marvel film where it's a packed cinema and everyone's laughing and having a good time or whatever but i feel like yeah out of nowhere it just became the most mainstream um thing and i missed the moment and i'm not fully hating on that it's just a it's just an interesting one that i uh, have and part of me is like it, it was a little bit of a slow burn as well it took him a while to build the momentum and part sure, of me is like sure sure whatever his name is mr desposito and the mm. other guy who runs it all um oh. whose names are on the front of everything um, we're experts here by the way 100 percent. um they <laughs> they had the idea and they didn't know it was that they were ever going to get the money to do it and then slowly it started to build and mm. fair fair play building no fair play indeed yeah i think i think as we i think we we had the most long form version of this talk um waiting for tom mccray to come out on stage and you really like (laughs) listen jeff let me get to the bottom of this thing with you and marvel and i think you know to to just bullet point that ever so quickly and just get to the point i actually really do enjoy a comic book film Mm -hmm. (laughs) it was just i think the the fact it was just it seemed like it, it had now become in quotes too big to fail there's just so much money that go into it so much guaranteed money to come out of it i guess so to speak i'm here hating on a success because to me it just seemed a bit too like oh it used to be like one small nice part of the cinema going experience a little comic book Mm -hmm. film and now it's like 
always always the top of the thing and now for someone who didn't get involved early enough i do this might be a problem with them with new fans going forward i do genuinely feel a bit alienated and unable to know where to join or jump on the train now that they've got tv series as well that also too much right link and blend because another one of my favorite things i've watched the last probably two years on tv is the series wandavision but wandavision yes and and i couldn't give that to you because part of me is like it won't make sense without a little, <laughs> even the littlest bit of context. And it's kind of yeah. like, and I'm like, but as a TV show, I think that's one of the best series that's, that they've delivered anyway from all their series mm. and probably a lot of TV recently anyway. Um, mm. But just the other thing, but, um, one more mm. sort of anecdote. It was a toss up mm. between two movies that ah. I was going to give you. Um, oh, one of them was Guardians of the Galaxy. And the other one was Spider-Man Homecoming, because I know that you were uh, a Toby Big Maguire Spider-Man guy, guy Sam, yep. Sam Raimi. Let's go. Yeah. Shout out Babylon. He's back. But, but I, yeah, I Tom, Tom Holland has stolen it and he delivered it perfectly because guess what? He was just a nerdy kid in school. He didn't suddenly grow up in the space of 20 minutes of a movie. And they sort of, they focus in on it being a child at yeah. school dealing with yeah. being Spider-Man rather than sort of, oh, he's Spider-Man, oh, he's out of school, now he's saving the world. Here was that's actually a good example to further explain why I've just super aged out of (laughs) feeling like I even understand comic book films because I'm the guy out here who would be like Tom who like Tobey (laughs) Maguire just did that and people would be like Andrew Garfield also and I'd be like Andrew what is this is this is this fucking Shakespeare now where every couple of years we need a new guy to play Hamlet like Toby just did it this is me just not getting it and clearly whatever but it just did feel like super fast turnaround and maybe I'm being a bit too precious and you know whatever but I guess because of the affinity I felt for the Tobey Maguire ones I really loved those films those are a big that's another one that's equivalent to like at the time when they were hot, I was seeing all of them in the cinema and they were all great, great fun or whatever. But it does feel like they're just like, okay, who's the next Spider-Man? And the, who's the next, this guy, that guy, just very, very quickly. But to be, okay, I think we've come around full circle. So I did start out as a bit of a hater. See, and seeing as you're a Sam Raimi guy, some people yeah. did not enjoy his latest MC, MCU sort of showing. Oh, what did he, he what did he do? The latest Doctor Strange movie that came out. That was his, he directed it. And it had no all way. his tropes and all his cameos and all his Easter eggs from all his other movies. And some people liked it and some people hated it. But well, that's a good uh, that's a good title. Some people liked it, some people hated it. Because <laughs> it's sort of the way it goes, to be honest. But what are my, you staring uh, at? What my... are you staring at? You're looking at something on your I was, wall. I was literally... Yeah, I'm looking at my DVDs. There's my Spider-Man. There's Spider-Man 3. And I'm very concerned that Spider-Man 2 isn't next to them. <laughs> Do you want to see? I don't want to ruin my whole setup. But right there, Spider-Man is next to Spider-Man 3. Where's Spider-Man 2? Um, yeah, I, I did I did uh, come a bit more full circle than I was expecting. It did it did wear me down. And to be honest, it had a higher barrier to wear me down. So it just shows that ch- that film does have quite a charm. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I had my resistance up even even consciously telling myself okay no more resistance you're trying it now it's just so inbuilt it's like a funny little perk of my cinema debating uh energy comes from nah mcu do you know what i mean so like it did take resistance but by the end especially the ending itself put such a bow on it um yeah some of the just metaphors about friendship and us all being different like little rocket getting a bit insulted that people were calling him vermin and you Mm. know uh Grew actually being super deep and helping them cover up and all this. There was little the the guy being super shallow, but actually, by the way, 
No, and I intentionally stayed away. So st- I, let's. I saved it for the pod. Do tell me, and and let's see. Let's see how I take that news. So Rocket is Bradley Cooper. Ah, right. Great. Good. Yes. And and Groot, and Groot is indeed can't be. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, your I'm pretty stuff. happy. <laughs> no, yeah, listen, okay. Um, yeah, and just to, to, to end on one specific gentleman, Christopher Pratt, he's like, listen, I don't know why, this is the same as you made quite the face when I brought up Tom Cruise being a Scientologist. At the end of the day, their personal lives aren't really our business, right? But um, mm-hmm. it's funny how you've got to be honest about how like it does leak out into our perception a little bit and i don't think i think both of us used to be massive chris pratt fans and aren't the biggest chris pratt fans anymore but in the paul rudd ryan reynolds mold as mentioned of being just very like self-effacing and nerdy and funny but also hunky and handsome and like you can't hate on him he was great in this film to be fair to him he is it's yeah, just i does feel like scene when he's been sprayed with the water where he does look rough. and you're just like jeez man is built yeah. to be fair to him so my scores okay um, I'm ready for your oh, guesses got, first, got, actually, yeah. to be fair. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's how the show works. As, and it's nothing to do with me being lazy these days, but mm. falls across the board. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think you were, well, when you left the conversation last week, you were looking forward yeah. to it. I think yeah. it's hard not to enjoy that movie. And I think in hindsight, yeah. reluctantly, you liked it. <laughs> I, re- I, I really want to, every... Um, Okay, the anticipation one I didn't, but both enjoyment and afterwards, is that the technical term? Afterwards. Um, yeah. I've written a little little note next to it. I wish I could share my screen to show this to you. I can take a little yeah. photo and show you after. Anyway, you just believe me, yeah? That would be a great way for our friendship to go forward. Just believe the things I say. Mm-hmm. So, started off with, okay, you're, you're, you're off by one out the gate. You're off by one. And it was, I, I put it a three. I don't know how you're finding the five rating, because I'm actually feeling quite limited by it at present. I just feel like to jump from, basically, this is the rest of my my scores. I did enjoy it a lot. But then I did have these moments, I tell you, where it would lose me. And I just had to be honest about that, too. And I'm like, I've made this note. That enjoyment was the epitome of a 3.5 to me. It was just so not quite a 4. But I feel like a 3 is not nice enough. So I didn't know what to do. So basically... So you round I've up. got it written down here. <laughs> I rounded down. I'm so sorry. I rounded down. And then to be fair, I felt um, it's really the same way that you listened uh, twice. I do like a bit of um, having a night to sleep on it. I think once or twice we might have done an episode running into it, having just consumed the product. So your after score is barely <laughs> real, right? It's the same as your enjoyment score. You just watched it mm. or whatever. So I've had one night to sleep on it. And like, it, even though a night to sleep is better than, than no time at all, um, it felt very similar, so I wrote, it's just another epitome of 3.5 to me. So I wrote in brackets, rounding up to a four, question mark, or shall I just do threes across the board, to be fair? And that's what I did. So instead of fours across the board, his head is in his hands, ladies and gentlemen. I went threes across the board, so, so you're rushing, three off this week. I'm two off this week. It's cost me. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I wouldn't, I think, uh, I think I'm just saying, <sighs> limited by... <laughs> It's proper not not having it, ladies and gents. I'm just saying that it's like I tell I work at a, a tuition center where sometimes this is so funny, but it's a good comparison. Sometimes we give points, and like four is the maximum amount of points you can get. And I'm just out here telling the kids, listen, three's great still. No, I want four. Listen, you can't always get four. And I know with us, it's, gonna, it's five. 
next week, when no matter what I give you, I'm going to score it <laughs> and then I'm going to drop it all down by one and see if I actually get it right. So actually, actually what I think it was, I don't know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if that would reflect what I've done other weeks, but this week specifically, it did feel like such a 3.5 for enjoyment and for after. <laughs> and I just, I just decided to round down rather than round up. Maybe, to be fair... I'm trying to psychoanalyze my stupid trivial score choices, but maybe that was just like, I've gone, I'm going to go too far in my review section, bigging up Marvel. I can't suddenly become a four guy. Like that's just too much overnight. Like let's not go crazy. Whereas bless your heart. You're over there giving like, (laughs) he's upset. Ladies and gentlemen, he's, he's over there giving his heart away to Arctic monkeys, listening to the new album too. I like watched. I, to be fair, I watched to the end credits and there was a Howard the duck bit. And I was like, well, you just How lost your four rating. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what was going on. I assume it was uh, meaningful to people Neither who did I, understood. I, I oh. popped way back in the day because I was an OG Howard the Duck movie fan because it's a great movie. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. I actually, uh, I did this thing of like, I'm always like proudly saying you should watch the credits or at least have them on the background and let them. So I just had it playing. And I forgot Marvel did that 30 second mm-hmm. thing at the end. And I had super turned the volume down in the credits. So I didn't even hear what he said it was just benicio del toro who was fantastic okay listen chris listen it's okay i was two off you were three off the thing is we're barely counting these wins do you know what i mean you're not even counting them as wins it might just be me out here secretly (laughs) (laughs) notches on your wall i swear i was Um, gonna give you something lovely to watch next week and um... (laughs) then changing my mind <laughs> so let me, let me get in there because i want your affection to slowly return and it's going to take you a minute i do know you at this point um i like the simple things in life like how much this is going to hurt that was another good line from rocket in the film that i enjoyed i like your knife i'll th- i think i'll keep it and then the other guy's like that was my favorite knife another good line there's lots of good lines to be fair um but not yeah oh and lines. Listen, you got to just be, when you're in the middle, you have to make a call. I'm screaming into the microphone. This is going to give you nightmares later. When you're in the middle, between three and four, there's a call to be made, and I made that call. Um, you know when he, like, saves her life or whatever, and then they fall in the thing, and then he's like, that was incredibly heroic of me. Like, good stuff, Chris Pratt. He's, he's, he's a funny guy. I can't, I can't hate. For me, speaking of funny things and things that make you laugh and smile, um, mm. my all-time favorite comedian um died not too long ago just over a year ago norm mcdonald and i feel like here or there i've shared a clip a little 30 seconds a little smattering of a joke and i feel like in a general sense you are aware of and appreciate his comedy now something i need to to watch is a very famous like just before he died and he knew the end was near he did like a stand-up special literally to a camera in his room of Mm. like material and so on netflix it has a few of his most famous comedian friend mates from uh, David Letterman uh, to Conan O'Brien and things like that, talking about him. And then it's just him to camera doing some stand-up when he was clearly sort of ill. And I started watching it. I've been putting it off for so long, and I actually found it a bit too much. It was, like, very, very moving. And I was like, I don't have the emotional bandwidth for this right now. But there was something about just even starting it that I was like, I want to finally give Christopher something to watch. So here's what we got, my friend. Instead of the end... Mm. Let's go back to the beginning, because guess what? The beginning for Norm wasn't that long ago when it comes to full on comedy specials. His first comedy special, I'm pretty sure I can do this off the top of my head without Googling, was a comedy mm. special with the awesome title, Me Doing Stand Up from 2011, <laughs> which yeah, there you go, we've got you already, which I would love for you to to watch. Um, and uh, it, it very famously took him about three decades to finally produce a, 
a comedy special and that's some nice light fare that you can fit into a week where you need a pick me up um or just uh something to enjoy a, a giggle at and then i'd love i'd love your take um am i right in saying that even though you're aware of norm and you like him you've never fully watched a thing that he's in right a full no i've watched lots of you've sent me lots of bits and bobs. videos and bits and bits and bobs him just being oh. interviewed on a late night is hilarious because you can never tell yes. he's being straight or not or what's going on exactly you definitely okay. so that's my taste when it comes to comedy jeff of do you reckon that yeah people that make you feel uncomfortable like ah uh, <laughs> i'm not sure if it was you or someone else but i'm pretty sure you were the one who showed me some of the eric andre stuff um yeah oh that would definitely be me yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah and it's like yeah. there are genuine people that went on his show that had no idea what yeah. was going on yeah yeah good stuff um, yeah you're right there is a taste keeping there. in okay, the theme what, of what uncomfortable comedy um, oh interesting so there aren't many tv shows or sitcoms or anything out there jeff that can go 10 plus years and still be what i think at the peak of their powers in terms of still make you laugh still well constructed still brilliant um we've, we've both been there at the end of scrubs which is <laughs> an uncomfortable time. <laughs> We've both been there at the end of Joey. <laughs> We've both oh boy. <laughs> but in, even in season 10 of... Please let it be Joey. Please let it be Joey. <laughs> so yeah, season 10 of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. After I'd watched yeah. 10 seasons of it, that season, I still think yeah. to this day is one of the best seasons they've done. Every episode's an absolute banger. And I know you're still early on into it, but it's the sort of show you... If if Netflix had that random button, which they should do mm. in some seasons, where you can just say, mm. give me an episode of something. Um, mm. Always Sunny is one of those shows where you could get any episode. You don't... There's not really much... There's a few things that carry on throughout all 15 seasons, I think, now of the show. But mm. ultimately, you could watch any episode and you're, you're not going to be spoiled or anything like yes. that. So there's an episode which... Um, sticks in my head is one of my favorites. And I remember watching it at the time and mm. thinking, how do they still have the energy to come up with something mm. so clever and so funny? And this mm. is season 10, episode four of it's always sunny in, it's always sunny in Philadelphia called Charlie work. <laughs> oh, okay. Season 10, episode four. Yeah. yeah? Okay. And I'm part of me wants to tell us. you why I want you to watch it. And part of me doesn't. Part of you doesn't. Okay. <laughs> so that we can I love save that it till us. next week and we can talk about how, brilliant this episode of tv is for the context of the listener my whole yeah. uh, i'm sure we all have shows and friends like this and art and friends like this these connections my entire relationship to the show is formed around this man to be fair i feel like i've been at your place and you've literally been like out of nowhere we're watching this episode you've barely watched it's always sunny but i just want you to watch this episode and it's always a very yeah. enjoyable enjoyable experience and there is something to it's literally the exact opposite of all this mcu you have to know everything which i'm not saying by the way is always a bad thing i'm not saying that investment and long-term storytelling and knowing details it can pay off and be amazing but on the other hand to just walk in and be like you're going to enjoy this television episode in two seconds yeah. and you're caught up and you don't need to know anything that's great so the fact that you've already Done and this. it does help and that you know through, you know you know a lot of the characters already anyway i now do so now yeah i'm i'm in my very very slow laborious way i'm about at the beginning of season seven i think but if it's okay. it's not one of those shows you have to worry about season 10 episode four will be fun if there's a a reason for it 
don't don't tell it to me. Let me watch the episode. But this is nice. A nice little twenty minutes. And also, I, w- I will just say one thing about this episode mm. is that, okay, and even this season, to be honest, is that I think okay. Danny DeVito and his character are at the peak of their powers. I just think mm. it, I think he makes Ooh. me laugh more in this episode yes. than maybe he's supposed to. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, I mean, you, to be fair, let me just draw up a little connection there. So I I definitely have a taste of comedy that makes you uncomfortable and stuff like is is this the cleanest friendliest like there's there's some sort of connection to this like maybe mm. it's not as as cringe inducing but it's like like if like I think the comparison point they make with music that's edgy is like would you show it to your parents and expect mm. them to enjoy it for it's always sunny probably not right no but I guess the difference no. between this and what you enjoy is that this for me is scripted i don't enjoy exclusively by the way people sure 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 no i see that yeah yeah it's uh a bit yeah no there is there is a part of uh my taste where i want it's almost like uh i think we've discussed this before but just that that tolerance level of you're so used to the certain formatting that you need something to like actually really break the mold and actually make you fit that's for me anyway to get me to really laugh and be super uncomfortable but you're right this is actually scripted and to be fair i think a big part of what makes you love it and it's helping me fall in love with it more is just the the chemistry of the three leads the fact that they're writing it together generating it together like that works for me too yeah so i do look forward to it this is the first um it's always sunny appearance on the pod which is a big moment because it's a big show for christopher and I'm, i'm fast becoming a fan too um and that's our show for this week ladies and gentlemen we've reviewed things we've pitched things for next week um any other news and notes before we get out of here, Christopher? No, just uh, mm. even though we've struggled through our delays and glitches for this Google Meet mm. for some reason, again, I'm going to blame your internet. Um, I hope it comes together well. Um, Same. It's definitely going to sound better than that other one we did, which we don't talk about Imagine. anymore. No. <laughs> just brought it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and I have, I have a, I have a quote of the week. Listen, there's too oh, many things of the dear. week. So <laughs> every week, start fading you gonna, out and fade the music. In there's <laughs> there's going to be a something of the week. This quote is so good. I saw it on Twitter. Listen to this from novelist Rick Moody. The best work has to come from organs that are removed from the brain. I was just like, yes, exactly. There's so much brain involved, so much analytical stuff. And that's just an interesting quote for people like you and me who sometimes consider ourselves creators. And here's where, like, you can't bypass the brain entirely. The fact that we want to nitpick and judge and talk it out, I think that's a really beautiful part of the the process. But in terms of, like, the real, real work work, I think sometimes, yeah, it really has to do... as It has to do with as little of the brain as possible, right? I think that's just a... It has to just do with, like... I just love how you take a very nice, concise quote <laughs> and then spend well, two minutes to, explaining it. I mean, to be fair, it's from a Paris Review interview and it's just excerpted, so I'm pretty sure it's part of a 8,000 word. He, he's a writer, mate, and so am I. So that's that's what we're here to do, increase word counts. Um, but yeah, you're, you're probably right. The listener got more than enough from it, from the quote itself. We're out of here, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great <laughs> week and we'll try and do the same. Goodbye. Take care. If you don't like when we misspeak or boost the audio or unpeak the microphones bleed because they're so cheap we're sorry to your ears if you don't like the intro or the bit in the middle of this outro or if you don't like the whole show question why were you here 
If you don't like the podcast If you think we both speak too fast Too many tangents never stay on task Pick up a book instead If you don't like what we recommend If your patience wears thin towards the end If you think you could do better with your friend Please go ahead If you don't like this content Or like me, the word content Then please go be more content And never listen to us again